welcome to Golden Goose, the podcast for and about my wife, Natasha. Welcome, my name is Stephen Townsend, and if you're wondering what this is all about, on my wife's birthday for the last three years, I have produced an a cappella uh, song for her. I'm not really into buying stuff, I'm not very good at purchasing presents, and I like to do something a bit creative and romantic. This year, I wanted to do something a little bit different, and so I'm starting a podcast with the idea that I produce an episode every year to tell a little bit more of the story of my wife and her life, the life that we have together, our children, because I think it's worth telling, and because I love her. So Natasha, happy birthday, and this is for you. Natasha Joy Falconer was born on the 7th of July 1979 in Tauranga, which is on the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand. I recently caught up with her father, Calvin Falconer, to talk about what she was like as a child. He described her as precocious, fearless, curious, confident, gregarious, willful, playful, studious, dexterous, and she was always a winner. Here's a snippet of Calvin talking about Natasha when she was about three or four years old. I had some memories when we, in the first house we lived in, where she was born in Humber Crescent. On one side, I had some Maori neighbours. On the other side, there were some Fijian neighbours. She'd just wander over there, wander inside, and they were quite happy to feed her and, and anything like that. And she was quite happy to wander off, even with my parents. She never sort of looked back and, oh, mum, are you coming? No. No, she was quite at ease with other people. One other memory in there was her sitting in the in her high chair. And I don't know what it was we gave her to eat, but she didn't like it. So she just leaned over and spat it out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, that, out it goes. No complaining. Uh, I loved that about her. I loved her forthrightness. All of those... Aspects of her personality, pre-five, they're still there, but they've matured. And she now, she's quite aware of it herself. They haven't, like, radically changed. You know, she's always a little strong little person. A willful, very willful little person. Playful person. Pretty happy person. As a, as a little child. By all accounts, Natasha was an overachiever. She was athletic, academic, great at art. Here's Calvin talking about the time she did gymnastics for a year. It was only for one year. I think she's about six. And that was her first extracurricular um, activity, really. And that was uh, Tapuna. I think it was a Tapuna gym club. And towards the end of that year, they had a Bay of Plenty interclub competition down at Whakatane. We were living out, yeah, we were living out in Ongateti at that time. And at the end of the day, somebody brought her home again. And she had arms full of, I don't know, half a dozen certificates. And she had about five medals around her neck. And she was also holding on to this big, fluffy, cuddly bear. She'd won all the stuff. She'd won about five, five medals, right? Another time she entered a colouring-in competition run by the local supermarket, which she won. And she won a bicycle. It's not overselling it to say that Natasha was a bit of a star. She was fantastic at dance, speech and drama, 
an amazing artist, a flair for design, and dominated academically. When I think about our children, our youngest Matilda has quite a strong mind, a little bit of rebelliousness in here, and I think this clearly comes from Natasha. And then there's one occasion down the, down the road, there was a, uh, the Fotokau stream, and it used to flood every now and again, and it's right beside the bridge there, we used to go in there swimming. And one time I found a canoe on the side of the road, main road, and brought it back and used to wander around. But there was one occasion, and she will remember this one, that she was in and went in over her head. And I had to go in, in my jeans and everything, and pull her out again. Get her out, grabbed her, pulled her out. She wasn't panicking, nothing. She just laughed, turned around, and ran straight back in again. How old was she then? <laughs> oh, five. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, yeah, I would say only five. Maybe six at the most. I don't even think she was six. When I say precocious, it's with a capital P. This adventurousness and bravery continued into her teenage years. I can remember one occasion. What had they been to some dance or something? And so she would have been maybe 15, maybe 14 with another friend. They wanted to then go into Tauranga to some show of some sort. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they really wanted to go in there. I don't know how to categorize this story. But it shows, again, her industriousness, I'll put it that way. They didn't know how to phone somebody to get into Tauranga. This is about two, or two in the afternoon. So they went next door. This was in, down at the Omokaroa Community Hall. That was all closed now. They went next door to a pack house, and there was a locked office, and there was a phone in there. Well, somehow she went around the side of the office and removed some of the louver windows panes of glass out of a louver window, climbed into the office and started to make some sort of a phone call. Unfortunately, that phone was connected to the house phone of the owners of the property and somebody's on the phone. They came down to the pack house and caught her. Yeah, then I think they then called her other friend's father, who brought her back to us really angry and like, your daughter is a, is a bad influence on my daughter. He, he went off, you know, and she said, you know, she said, I'm sorry, Dad, I've done a naughty thing. And I said, well, you know, you probably shouldn't have done it, but I can completely understand why you did it. And I might have even done that myself when I was your age. Technically, I first met Natasha at the end of 2004 at the recall auditions for Toifakari, the New Zealand Drama School, where we were both part of a cohort of 40 young people auditioning to go to Toifakari and to train to be actors. I actually don't remember Natasha from that recall weekend, but it was a very intense experience and a lot of things going on. As fate would have it, we both got accepted into the acting program and we were in the same class. There was also a documentary television series being made about our first year at drama school, which was something that hadn't happened before. It was a kind of unique experience that our class got to go through, whether that was positive or negative. And as part of that, right before we had our first day of drama school, we met as a group to talk about the documentary and what that meant. And that was my first memory of Natasha. I don't remember what she was wearing, but I do remember thinking that she was the most beautiful woman that I'd ever seen. And I mean, I was a 21-year-old guy. I was just so happy that I got to spend the next three years 
in the same class as Natasha. And that was that. I was somewhat infatuated by her from the first moment that I saw her. But honestly, I didn't think I stood a chance. My second memory of Natasha was on the first day of drama school. There was an enormous welcome for all the new students, not just the actors, but the design students and the stage managers and the directors. There were quite a few of us. And there was a traditional Māori welcome, a pōwhiri, which involves a lot of music and haka. It's a very intense but beautiful experience. And as part of that, our group, our new group of students, needed to offer a song as we entered Toifakari for the first time. And it was Natasha who picked the song. The song was People Get Ready by The Impressions. And I don't think out of the 40 or 50 of us who were entering any of us had ever heard the song before and she somehow convinced us to sing it and taught us the song in about 10 minutes before we entered this incredible porphyry and it worked (laughs) we sang it but i think this is testament to just how charismatic and influential that natasha can be we spent the next three years together learning and training to become actors and over that time we slowly got to know each other The first three or four months, we became friends. As I said, I didn't think I stood a chance with her. I didn't try to push anything. I just wanted to get to know her and be around her. And I think that she appreciated having someone around that wasn't trying to get anything out of her. I remember the night that that all changed. I was having drinks with my classmate Ryan, who worked at a cafe called Marlow. And so we were at the cafe and we were mixing beers and shots of coffee, uh, having a really good time. And then I got a message from Natasha. She had been working at, uh, as a waitress at the Biscon Bolton, quite a fancy restaurant in Wellington, and wanted to meet up. So Ryan and I went into town and met up with her and one of her colleagues and had drinks and I remember sitting at an outdoor booth with her and I don't know what got into me but my hand wandered onto her back and uh, there I was touching the most beautiful girl in the world and you know what she did not run away. We continued to see each other for a while, started off pretty casual, that didn't last very long. There was an unsaid rule that you don't have relationships with your classmates at drama school just because it is such an intense experience and to be with your partner day in and day out it can be pretty challenging but we could not resist and we found actually for the most part quite a lot of support and it was nice having someone who knew what you were going through and knew what the experience was like and could share that with you. It wasn't without its challenges. I think we broke up three or four times over the years. One time in particular, we had these end of term or half yearly and yearly feedback sessions. And in one of those sessions, I was told by a teacher that I should probably break up with Natasha because together we were too happy. And that was affecting our ability to act, which I think is complete nonsense now. But at the time, I bought into it, and so we broke up. And I think that lasted for four days, maybe a week, before we got back together. You just couldn't keep us apart. 
In fact, sometimes we got in trouble for cuddling in class, which is super embarrassing to think about now. <laughs> in fact, one time we were actually uh, on holiday in the Bay of Plenty near where her parents live. And I think we got kicked out of a bed store because we were kissing in the window. Oh my goodness, that is so cringy to think about now. At the end of our first year, that television series about our drama school class that I mentioned earlier, which was called Tough Act, it was published. And here's a section recorded uh, between Natasha and I about our relationship. If there is someone that you are quite compatible with, it's going to happen at some stage? I mean, it did happen really slowly and then finally kind of... You've got um, a really close person that you can go to who understands what you're going through because they're in the same class. Because we spend time with each other every day, it means we can actually have something. Tough Fact wasn't a universally positive experience for everyone in the class, including Natasha and I. But it is interesting now, many, many years later, to look back and see at some of the things that we went through. Before moving on from drama school, I did want to share one memory which really stands out about Natasha at drama school. In our final year, as part of our work, we needed to produce a solo theatre show. So you were on stage by yourself alone for 20 minutes. And we had to devise these shows, create everything about them ourselves. And Natasha's show was a long time ago, but from memory, it was about being a woman and the expectation put on you and your self-perception of yourself and your sense of self-worth. It had a lot to do with fashion and I have an image of my mind of her changing dresses and sort of looking at herself in the mirror and judging what she sees. It was such a beautiful, gentle piece. I remember just having tears in my eyes as I saw it. It was just so tender and quiet and vulnerable. I was just so proud of her. I think it was really hard at drama school for a lot of the women in our class because there were so many women in the class and so few female roles and a lot of really strong personalities. But that was one of those moments that Natasha just shone and I couldn't have been more proud. This section is the year in review and the year to come. A chance to remember what was happening in our lives in 2022-2023. We were living at 53A Sunnyside Road, the new house that we built in the front section of 53 Sunnyside Road, and we were awaiting for our new build to be done in Orion Point. You were teaching at ACG Sunderland and both our kids went to the same school. I was working at IAG Insurance when I started and I moved in November 22 to a UK-based SaaS company called Squared Up, in which I did trips to Las Vegas, the UK and Singapore. We adopted Jarvis, our ginger bundle of joy, just before your birthday last year. And we also went on a family trip to Melbourne, Australia, where my dad and I watched the cricket and we all had a family holiday. Toby, your brother, got married to Philippa Rose. And on a more somber note, the beautiful Stella, your speech and drama teacher from when you were a child, passed away. There's only one thing on our mind really for the year to come and that is to moving into our brand new house in Orion Point. It's been a long time coming. We are all very excited. We absolutely need the room. So that is the year in review.
To close the show off, I asked our children, Scarlett and Matilda, to tell us three things they love about their mother. This is our firstborn Scarlett, who was 11 years old at the time of recording. I like her humour because she is very funny. She's always really funny. She makes very funny songs about, like, the dogs and, like, random stuff. She makes life into a musical. She, um, she teaches me a lot of stuff that I need to learn. She helps me with my homework and, like, if I don't understand something, I just ask her and then she'll help me find the answer. She is very, 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 very kind. She is generous and she is like the best parent ever. And here is our youngest, Matilda, who was seven at the time. I love that she always helps when like something is going wrong or like if someone gets hurt or anything. That she's super pretty and um, she has the best style in the world. Um, she's very kind and caring and smart. And finally, here is your father to give you a... Happy birthday. Well, happy birthday, Tash. How old are you now? What are you? 43? 44? Oh my God. 44. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I cannot absorb it. Anyway, sweetheart, you know I love you so much. And I'm great, so grateful to have had you in my life. And I'm, I really appreciate how well we get on together. And all the times we've had together. So, happy birthday, love. Natasha, you are loved. You are an extraordinary human being with infinite potential. It is truly an honor to be part of your life. I hope that you have a wonderful birthday. And this has been the Golden Goose Podcast.